welcome to episode 10 of the Super Weapon Podcast, the most overpowered podcast on the internet. How you guys doing today, man? Got my boy DC with me today. Hello. I feel like I should make some kind of explosion noise. Oh man, maybe I can put one in during the edit. Oh, episode 10. <laughs> episode 10 was all kind of explode, uh, airstrike. Man, 10 episodes in... Yo, what's going on, Michael Hartman? Thank you for tuning in to episode 10 of the Super Weapon Podcast, man. How you doing, man? For those of you who are listening to the audio version, we do this show live every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. How you doing, Mr. Michael? In the chat, thank you for stopping by, man. That's how you feel, man. 10 episodes in. You know, this is um, 10, 10 episodes in. It feels like one. At that, man. You know, it's it's... Yeah, I can say it feels like it's gone by really quick, man. Um, you know, it doesn't yeah. feel like we've done 10, to be honest, but I'm glad we've made it this far, man. Thank you, everyone who's listened, who spread the word on the podcast. Thank you for emailing in, you know, talking to us on Twitter, man. We appreciate you guys. Um, this podcast would not be possible without our awesome audience and community. Um, and here's to another 10 or to another 100. You know, we'll just see how far we can go, man. As long as we keep having fun, I guess, you know? Yeah, man. There will always be stuff to talk about in the gaming industry. And we love games, so we'll continue to bring bring the noise, man. Absolutely, man. Um, and what a what an episode it is. We have uh, quite a bit to talk about today, man. Um, I wanted to start off with something that uh, is very near and dear to me personally. Um, and... That is the rumors of a Resident Evil 4 remake um, that we have been hearing about over the last week. You know, Resident Evil and Capcom have been in the They're just going to remake the whole series. Yeah, let's you know, at be, this point, let's just be real. <laughs> at this point, they might as well, right? Because we've heard quite a bit about Resident Evil and Capcom, just the series in general over the last, I'll say last couple of years. Um, it seems like they're really trying to revitalize it. Um this new uh, particular bit of news is uh, super interesting to me because I remember buying Resident Evil 4 for GameCube. For those of you who don't know, that game is incredibly old. I believe it came out in 2000, I want to say 5 maybe? I'm not sure. Oh, that was the real creepy Resident Evil. Yeah, that was the okay. one where you play Leon Kennedy and you're the first part of the game is you're in this... Um, in this village um, and you're trying to find a person. Yeah, that's yeah. oh man. Yeah, you bro. know what? I wouldn't mind seeing a remake of that. Um, it's it's pretty much come out to, come out on every system known to man, as far as I know. Um, it, I think it's on Xbox and PlayStation right now, currently. Um, I'm super excited for this. Obviously, um, the last two remakes, I think they've done a really, really good job on, um, on producing. And obviously, once again, this is a rumor. Um, it's rumored not to come out until 2021, which sounds about right. Um, could mm-hmm. we see some sort of tease for this maybe next year? Um, that'd be cool. Um, how do you, how do you feel about the remakes lately? The, the, you know, well, it seems like every couple of months we're, we're getting a remake or talking about some sort of refresh on a, you know, cause I don't want to just say remake, like they just slap a new coat of paint on these. A lot of these are pretty extensive as far as, uh, yeah, they're pretty extensive. And then a little bit of the content changes as well. in some of these, I know like for final fantasy, there's a lot of stuff that is changed from the canon yeah, for sure. Quote unquote, whoosh, whoosh, you know, <laughs> Air but, um, <laughs> yeah, man, if they, 
you know, you have a, a cult following. You know, Resident Evil has a big following. So yeah, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna do numbers, man. And long as it long as it's done with like my main thing is just do it with integrity. Like don't go into it for like a cash grab, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, we're just doing this because oh, we know it's gonna sell. Like but if you do you do a remake and you put you know, you put effort into it and then, you know, you do some stuff that we haven't seen before and actually make it worth buying or worth being interested in because remakes could be good because you could just be introducing new people to the series as well right right and that's and that's a very good point so you don't want to half-ass it you you know what i'm saying you kind of want to make it good like make people be like oh i re you know i never played this game but i remember people talking about it so let me try it out and then it sucks and you like oh what, what did they ever <laughs> see in this game like why right. was this game so hyped up you but know, I'm I'm here for point. it. That's a very good point, man. Um, because I'll say, um, there's a there's a couple of games I probably wouldn't have played if they weren't remade or you know had a a good refresh on my memory. And I think uh, Capcom's been doing an excellent job of that. Um, it seems like over the last couple of years, you know, they've kind of found their footing in their franchises again. Because there was a while where people were a little worried about Capcom, man. Like they weren't making. At least it seemed like the best choices with their franchises, but you know it seems like they're getting back on the right foot. Um, this is definitely very, very like I say, exciting news with the potential. Um, we talked about I think a couple of episodes ago the potential Resident Evil Eight rumors that have that have been kind of floating around. You know, um, especially around this time of year, guys. There's a ton of rumors that you know are are gonna be coming, especially as we roll into what would have been um, E3 season. Um, but yeah, man, that yeah. I just wanted, like I said, I just wanted to start off with that because I thought it was, um, you know, we've been getting a lot of Capcom news over the last couple of weeks, and I'm, I'm still a big fan of so, Capcom. So will that be because you said it's next year? Actually, so now, I just read the article and it said that it's rumored for 2022. So if so, if, it'll be on if, next gen. It'll yeah. So if rumors year. are correct, then you will we'll get Resident Evil Eight next year, and then the following year after that, you know, we might get the the four remake. Um, I'm wondering that what I'm curious about is, is do you think it'll be exclusive to next gen? Um, because at that point we'll be, you know, depending on if the consoles actually launch this year, which is something we're going to discuss on our next topic, by the way, guys, but depending on if they launch this year, you know, I'll say that, you know, I, I would suspect maybe the Resident Evil 4 remake will come out around April, like, like spring, like the last two have been come between like January and April. So that'd be like a year and a half, maybe. Um, I could see them doing like a next-gen exclusive, um, depending on the install base and, you know, a lot of, a lot of various... I um, honestly factors. just don't. I just really... Um, because what happened with these games, and we learned this from last, um, the last two consoles, is when they try to port it back to the old consoles, mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff missing. Yeah, sometimes the, and, the the last gen versions aren't as uh, stable or robust as the uh, you know exactly. gen or current gen. Yeah, that's a very fair point. I so I don't know how game. I feel about that. Like yeah. I don't know because I don't want to just be one of those guys. Like 
you know, old elitist, like, oh, we'll get a new system. Like, right. You know, yeah. I know people, whatever their situation is, I understand that they may not be able to afford a new system at the time, or maybe they just don't want one at the time, but they want to play the game. So I'm kind of on both sides of the fence with that, man. But, yeah, I, I can see it being a, a exclusive for the future uh, GN consoles. Yeah, yeah. It, that, that's a very good point, too. Uh, Michael in the chat he said it could also depend on the rate of sale for next gen um, and mm -hmm. once again that's something that's actually a good segue um, into our next topic but uh, if you guys haven't played Resident Evil uh, I encourage you to check out some of the remakes um, start with Resident Evil 2 um, and one, that's the one that came out in 2018 um, if you like survival horror games or you know just curious about zombies or anything check that out but um, yeah so Speaking of next gen, um, we've heard various rumors of PlayStation 5. There's supposedly, I believe it was a Bloomberg report uh, that the PlayStation 5 could be facing shortages due to the cost of some of their uh, price, the prices of some of the components for the actual PlayStation. Um, and the rumored prices, uh, you know, and of course, this is all conjecture and rumor once again. Um, it seems as though PlayStation might be a little worried about the pricing, and it's seeming like it's gonna land anywhere between four fifty and five fifty. Um, how do you how do and you I, feel about the the this what if scenario of 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 a price point for for PlayStation Five? Well, I feel like they are very worried for a good reason because. If you think about everything that's going on in the world right now mm -hmm. and how the economy is slowing down and we, we, you know, with the coronavirus and everything, if they come out next year, you know, uh, the economy is going to be, it's going to take a while for us to kind of bounce back. So if you got a, like true. a $500, $600 gaming system out there in a slow economy, let's be honest, like, you know, I think that's going to be the last thing on people's mind is trying to buy a $600 gaming console or 700 or let's just say if the price gets up there like 700 you know, Ooh, the executives I, I, over at PlayStation, I, I, I get it. It has to be tough sitting in the office trying to piece together the unknown. You know what I'm saying? Right. Very true. So um, there are they, they probably, it's, it's, it's so many variables to it. And I just, I can only feel the pressure that the execs are feeling right now. And you want to make it affordable, especially during these times. But what people have to understand is th this tech is not cheap. It's a, I mean, so, but you know, once again, guys, we, you know, we sometimes forget that gaming is a luxury um, that a lot of people take for granted. Um, and this, I think this particular issue is something that we foresaw and that we kind of discussed on a couple of episodes of the podcast. Um, but I'm not surprised at all to hear about a particular price jump, especially uh, from last gen, because the PlayStation 4, I believe, costs $400, or the PS4 Pro um, costs $400 um, currently. And I'm curious how, if if they're making these price decisions based on a possible shortage which I believe at this point is uh, almost is a very realistic uh, scenario for both, not just Sony, but Microsoft as well. Yeah, um, because, I mean, where do we get these components from? Like a lot of places, um, 
where they get the components for the PlayStation and the Xbox. Yeah. I mean, yeah. once again, it comes back to, you know, the, the economy slowing down with the corona and people are staying home, you know, with the lockdowns and all that stuff. So a lot of these companies are not producing at the speed or the efficiency as they once was, which is understandable. I mean, with everything that's going on. So right. I just, like we always say, man, you just have to kind of be patient. Right now, we got to, you know... We can't just jump into our privileged gaming ways, like, oh, we want this and we want it now. Man, like, I just kind of I could see Sony being almost on like a. It seems like they're sort of on a back foot at the moment with just anything dealing with the PlayStation Five. You know, you know, and we're not particularly, you know, one way or the other in this. You know, I'm doing air quotes here. Console war, as the media and everyone likes to portray it to be. Um, I think this puts Microsoft in a, actually a very good position if they can figure out a way to, you know, keep the price point of the Xbox Series X down, you know, and with all these rumors of a particular, like a slightly less powerful version of the Series X floating around um, that they're supposedly maybe going to announce before the end of the year, we'll see about that. Um, but this could put them in a position where they could be like, oh, well, you know, we technically have the most graphically powerful console. Our console is the same price as the PlayStation 5. You should come and get our our PlayStation. You know, you should come and get our console. You know, I I wonder at which point who's going to announce their price point first and what it's going to be. I honestly don't see a scenario where it's under $450 for either console. Um, especially with the price of, just like I said, the current-gen consoles now, you know, there there seems to be tons and tons of sales for Xboxes here and there, uh, as well as PlayStations. Uh, but I don't know, man. I think Microsoft could potentially, you know, position they can pull themselves out the to Trump strike. Card? Is that yeah, what you're saying? I mean, I, you know, especially if this, you know, I think they're calling it the code name for this mystery system is called the Lockhart. Um, if it comes at around the same power level as the PlayStation Five and costs less. You know that could put them in a one once again put PlayStation in a very difficult position. And uh, position. once again, Xbox, listen to me. <laughs> listen, I need you to listen. I know you're in chat. Listen to me. If y'all don't use those studios to make at least three games, I want at least three exclusives out of you. Okay, new. I think we're let, gonna get more me... than that, to be honest. Um, Bro, all if I had to guess, they have 15 first party studios currently. Um, that's five studios. What's his name? Uh, the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, was on IGN's uh podcast a week and a half ago, I believe, where he talked about positioning Xbox positioning on their first party lineup. And I think he and you know, uh, Ryan McCaffrey, the, the, the head of the uh show, made a good point where he was saying he thinks that. You know, you're going to get two first-party studio launch titles, right, for Xbox. I think those two are going to be Forza and Halo, uh, and Halo Infinite, whatever Forza it is, right? You so know what? Master the... Chief back hurt, man. His back hurt. No, but you think about it, though, right? The last time we've had a Halo launch with an Xbox was the original Xbox and Halo 1. Hmm. Halo 2 came out a couple point. of years later. Halo 3 came out a couple of years later. So did 4 and 5. 
We haven't had so a this what they can do. launch with Halo since the original Xbox. This is what they can do, right? When they launch Halo, the new Halo on the Xbox, just have Master Chief with an Xbox in his hand, right? With the series. Then he a. take off his helmet, bruh, and then boom, there you go. They're never going to show his face. We've been over this many, yeah, many boom. years ago. The Chief playing, <laughs> but the controller is really small in his hand because he got like really big. Because he has hands. big Spartan man hands. <laughs> and then they show Master Chief face and then everybody go crazy. Come on, bro. Come on. I mean, that would be awesome. Um, one can hope, but. Because you can't keep pulling the Halo Trump card. You got to you gotta do I mean, something crazy. I mean, I think, I don't know, point. man. I got, I got hope for this Halo for this year. Because this, you know, this one they've been developing for. Oh, it seems like four or five years now. When did Halo 5 Let's come be out? honest. It's like 2014. I'm trash. I'm going to buy it regardless. Oh, I'm yeah. Just, of I'm course, not going like, Come on. Uh, it can be completely trash, and I'm going to buy it. That's just me. Yeah, 100% you're going to buy it. I grew up on Halo. So. Of course you're, you're going to buy it. Right. You grew up playing Halo. Of course you're going to buy it, man. But I don't and know. There's, there's think... no shade to the PlayStation, you know, the PlayStation 5. No, absolutely. Because we no, know. Come absolutely on. Absolutely not, man. We know that PlayStation has... I'm actually At really curious this about moment what their time, launch lineup's gonna they be. They have a great lineup. They with do a lot of do, lot of games that people are looking forward Honestly, to. Honestly, if I could if I had to be critical of Microsoft, right, for a minute, I'll say, you know, it's good that they've bought all of these studios, right? And, you know, we keep hearing rumors about all these first party games coming back, like Fable, the Fable series, this is allegedly supposed to be coming back. There's even been rumors for Perfect Dark, um, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever played Perfect Dark or anything. Uh, yeah, like DC, I'm familiar with it. Um, but you know, one thing I I will credit Sony with their in their world worldwide studios is their is the fact that they let studios have complete creative freedom in making product, you know, in making products and games. I mean, you look at hmm. you look at everything from God of War to Spider Man to the Uncharted series to, I mean, each each first party game has a real distinction and its own style, and they market the hell out of everything, you know. And you know, I'm I'm all for playing. You know, once again, we, we were just talking about remasters, right? I'm all for playing those, but you know, I would love to see what Microsoft could bring to the table if they let their developers and their artists like. Here's a bunch of money. Get Make wild. something fun. Yeah, man, I would love that. I really would. Man, that, that's what you, would win me you're over. You're not the only one. You're that's not what the only that's one. That's what that. it would take to win me over, man. You, yeah, I, I we will all say do. that. Uh, we all do. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Mike, um, the studio who developed Spider-Man has been bought by Sony as of last year. Insomniac Studios, uh, they're no longer independent. Sony is the um, mafia. They, and they Sony, the mafia, act, un, you know, unfortunately, they own the rights to Spider-Man. So, you know. Oh, I forgot awesome. about that. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I forgot that they own. Yeah. Wow. But that's what I would love, okay. man. I would. I. I think that's what would really elevate uh, Xbox's first-party studios, and you know, if they not only just, you know, cool, we'll get a new fa you know, we'll get a new Fable, you know, cool, we'll get that, we'll get our Forzas, we'll get our Halos, but. Let them create something. I would love to see entirely new IP, you know, from... Yeah, I think we all do. You know, Honestly, like, I, I really we've would, We've said man. it since the first episode. Mm -hmm. We were saying that, you know, Microsoft, Xbox, they need to 
really go out on a limb and get new exclusives out there because PlayStation in that arena, PlayStation is killing it. Like they have, and, and they that's have how they've the been last able... several years, man. Like you look at their stable, and you know this is me recently having played quite a few of their exclusives over the last, I'll say like the last what six to twelve months. Um, and that's that's the one thing that really stood out to me is you can really feel the the passion behind these projects, right? And that that really comes through in the games and the game Spider Man and God of War, you know, Spider Man, like freaking amazing, yeah, exactly, man. Even The Last of Us, you know, all these games are incredibly distinct from each other, um, and there's a reason why they sold as well as they did. You know, Sony really built a house uh, for their first party studios, and it's and you know, and I've even listened to, you know, interviews and stuff with developers from, from their studios, and they all seem like they're incredibly happy. And one thing they always say is, yes, yeah, Sony, you know, they are incredibly willing to just let us try things and see where we can go with it, you know, which is how you get your Horizon Zero Dawns, your, your you, know, re, you know, your God of Wars, your, you know, that's how you get that stuff. And I think everyone, like the consumer, wins. You know, I'm trying not to get too preachy, but, you know. That's this. That's what it is, man. That's where we sitting at right now, honestly. It's like, Xbox, you know what you got to do, man. Do it. Yes. Sony, don't get comfortable. No, man. It's going to be a very interesting, I'll say, like, next six months. Uh, I'm curious if we'll find out any more over the summer months of uh, the year. But I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, Yeah, so let's talk about this. This rock star situation, man. Very uh, near and dear to my heart. Yes, rock star. I, I think I cussed rock star out. <laughs> I think I cussed rock star out at least three times a day on Twitter, at least. Yeah. So about so something that do they're a, doing. Let's do a little bit of a uh, backtracking here, right? So, for those of you who aren't aware of who Rockstar are, Rockstar Games is the studio behind the Grand Theft Auto series, the Red Dead series, the Bully games. Uh, they are a very well-known uh, game studio um, in the industry. Um, and a couple of months after Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, there was a report uh, from one of the an interview where one of the writers said that they, the studio, people at the studio were pulling 100-hour work weeks. Um, that's more than double of what some people do even with 80 hours, which is, which alarmed a lot of people, you know, um, and the industry reacted in the, the, you know, the gaming industry as a whole reacted to the whole crunch culture and, and what it means to really take care of your employees. And so a couple of days ago, or not actually, I think this was, uh, yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, we had a report come from Kotaku, Mr. Jason, Jason Schreier. Um, he's one of the writers over there. If you guys don't know who he is, check him out, man. He breaks a lot of these uh, stories and stuff in the industry. But um, apparently Rockstar has been adamant about changing the culture of their studios. They have changed a lot of the management at uh, their major studios and have been really trying to show that show their employees that they care, man. Um, and, and I'm not going to lie, this actually made me very happy to see because it's one thing, you know, for a lot of companies and and studios to say, oh, we're, we're going to change our culture. We're going to try to reduce crunch. But, you know, here you have it directly from the company, essentially, that, you know, they're, they're trying their best to improve things and essentially weed out the quote-unquote bad apples here. Um, 
But yeah, this was just very encouraging, and we also heard that GTA Six is early in development. Ooh, <laughs> finally y'all can shut up about it, Jesus. <laughs> yes, they they have, uh, quote unquote, essentially confirmed that. Um, don't expect to see it anytime soon, guys. We're not gonna see Grand Theft Auto Six until probably the mid twenty twenties, um, at the earliest. Um, you know, Red Dead Two took them roughly seven years, um, from beginning to finish. So. And there's no telling when they actually started working on it or how many people or if this is even going to be the next game they release. So um, how do you feel about all this, DC, being an avid? Because you're one of the few people I know that well, still play Grand Theft Auto 5. Well, it's so. funny you ask there, friendo. <laughs> Let me tell you. You have the floor, sir. <laughs> uh, you're, you guys are talking to someone who literally plays GTA probably every day. I yes, don't know why. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. I if you see how many hours online I got clocked into this game, yeah, it's bad. But I've built an empire in this yeah, game. Yeah, man. So I'm very you, invested. What do you think What's about? Up? I guess just because you you've even tried to play Red Dead Online too, right? Red Dead Redemption oh, Two wasn't was an excellent game. I finished the story, uh, but you didn't, right? Is that what you told no, me? No, I'm I'm on the last act, and I keep telling myself to go back and play it and i just play something else yeah i'm really bad but <laughs> i need to finish that game yeah. um i'm gonna tell you man this is what i this is me saying what i think rockstar is doing because i follow them on all socials and mm-hmm. and they respond back to me sometimes and then sometimes i cuss at them we got a nice relationship <laughs> i would like to think but yeah um I f- believe they're going to move on from Red Dead Online. I I honestly think it was a dud. Just me okay. personally, okay. I think it was a d- it wasn't what they they were trying to recreate that that space that they had with Grand Theft Auto Five. Grand Theft Auto Five Online was a major success. Like this game was well, literally it, generating it's arguably still is. Honestly. Yeah, it it it's making a substantial amount of money every month. And I think what Rockstar was trying to do was like, hey, you know, they were trying to catch lightning in a bottle again with Red Dead. The thing with Red Dead is I believe it's just too open. There's just too much open space. Like if you go online, everyone is kind of spread out. There's not enough activities to do for a map so big. And then the interaction with people, like when you finally see someone and it's like you die because they kill you or it's just not fun. There's nothing really to customize. Like, yeah, you can mm. buy clothes and stuff. So it's not but, really as, I guess it's robust as something like a GTA Online where they've Yeah, been like GTA Online, one of the reasons working why Working on GTA, it for six years at this point. Because it came out, it didn't come out at launch, right? It came out like six months to a year after, didn't it? Yeah, um, the, yeah. The initial launch, yeah. So let's call it what six years they've been adding and refining GTA Online. Um, yeah, just when you thought they were done, they dropped the big casino update and added a casino to the game. Yeah, so I, that was they, more. They've blown past all and projections check this I've out. had, man. <laughs> I thought GTA Online would have been now, done a long time ago. This is where the customizing come in. Because Red Dead, you really don't have nothing to do. Like, they just dropped a casino update 
mm-hmm. and uh, Grand Theft Auto, where you buy a penthouse, you expand it, you hire people to work in your penthouse, you um, it's like all kinds of little crazy stuff you can do, and then I'm gonna tell you what's untapped potential that can give them a third win, if they start to tip tap into their car culture. Uh-huh. It's going to be a wrap. They're going to sell even more because they're right. There's so many groups of people right now. There's car clubs, like legitimate car clubs that you can join on GTA right now. Like they have Instagram cool. and everything. Now, if GTA tap into that and do something like a street racing DLC, man, they're going to make know, more money. I, I, I'll definitely give Rockstar credit where credit is due, man. Um, especially with them. Because for the, I mean, I don't know if you, if, if you know, if, if, if chat, if you guys remember when GTA 5 first came out, it was 360 and PlayStation 3, and then it moved over to Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Um, they have continuously blown pretty much sales expectations out of the water. People still buy this game. There's a thriving role play community. Um, yeah, I was going to say that's not even touching the RP. <laughs> the role playing people still stream the hell out of the game and um which kind of brings me, you know, to to my question to you um because a couple of months ago one of the CEOs and co-founders uh Dan Hauser left the company and he was very involved in the writing process in a lot of the games. Um and, and with them saying that they would like to work on uh a more medium-sized product, which would probably still be, you know, let's be honest, a large that game by their standards, smart. right? Um, that would be freaking smart. Do you think we could see the return of story-based DLC that we never got from Grand Theft Auto Five? Um, and do yeah, you think, like, so... do you worry at all that that this that this game might not live up to the standards that have been set by Red Dead and uh, GTA Five at this point? Right now, let me tell you something. Right now, I think with Grand Theft Auto, I kind of fell a little bit out of love with it when they started doing a little shady practices and, and it seemed like they were trying to force you to buy these shark cards for a minute. Uh, the whole microtransaction fiasco. Yeah, because, yeah, that kind of threw me off a little bit. But honestly, with GTA 6, it's really going to depend on where the setting is like where is it going to take place that's going to determine like to see gta 6 i don't know where i what, what about keep you saying man? vice city again and i don't i me personally i don't want to see vice City. what's a again. what's a I dream don't. location for dc man for grand theft auto 6 man i mean come on man what's the greatest place ever I mean, we live here, man. Come on, just do a Atlanta. Georgia, one. Atlanta, get Georgia. it over with. <laughs> just, just do a Atlanta one. And we, honestly, though, that I say that. Yeah. I say that, but I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. I see you, Mike, in the in the chat. Yeah, Atlanta I think would an Atlanta nice. one yeah. would be you great. You know, honestly, I would prefer a new location. Do somewhere a Chicago. Yeah. I think Atlanta or Chicago. Yeah, or a whole new plate. Don't read. Yeah, let's get a new location. That's what I was gonna say. I would love to see a new, even overseas. Like if they did, yeah, one, like that would be awesome. A, a London oh, one, a London or... or something, an international GTA. That would be the first of its kind, too, man. Um, honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't think GTA Six is gonna be the next game they release. Um, I don't. Now, what that game is gonna be? I would love. You to think see it's like... gonna be something new, or you think it's gonna be bully? 
I would love to see a bully too, even though I've never played the original. Um, it is backwards compatible, so I might scoop it up actually. But that's a funny game. You know, I, I just say about that. realistically, man, like like I said, with with as much time as it took them to make this game, right, to make Red Dead, right, because we know that Rockstar is very particular. Um, they have very high standards with their work, and if they're talking about scaling back production on things. You know, I would think that they would want to take longer with with this project than, you know, not saying that they're going to, whatever the next project they're going to do, they're just going to throw it out the door. But I do not think we're going to see this game before 2025. I don't. I just, there's just, you know, there's no way in, in, in any scenario I see them releasing a game in the next four years. I don't. Even if they scale it down people got to understand right. like, the fact right. with new gen consoles companies what they have to do is basically like they get a kit and they have to learn the the, yeah, the software you're learning the, new tech you're trying to yeah, you ideas have... um you know and, and of course you you got to think they're gonna they're only gonna take open world games to the next level right because you know the one thing I want people to really start to think about is what other parts of a game are going to be affected by the next gen besides just how pretty things look. You know, you're going to have smarter AI. You're going to have denser crowds in cities. You're going to be able to go into more buildings in games. Like, these types of things, which is why I think it's going to take them and longer. And that's more than, work. Exactly, you know which, is, which is you why I'm create. saying there's no, no way we're going to see Grand Theft Auto 6 anytime. In my opinion, like I say, guys, you can stamp it. Remember Darius said this. I do not believe we're going to see one before 2025. I don't. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, all in all, I it's good. I think that's a solid. Yeah, you know. It's, I think yeah. that's a solid prediction. All in all, though, it's good to to hear that culture, the culture crunches, the crunch culture is starting to change. Um. Oh, man. <laughs> one other thing I wanted to ask you. Would you rather see returning characters and and or Man, an online first of all, because I have a pretty cool gonna, idea for an online mode. I think. First of all, I'm gonna go with I want to see a female or a lady. Three female protagonists. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Yes, I would like. I would like to see. I really want them to kind of don't do what's safe. Kind of jump out there, like have a lady protagonist or even a villain, like or you know. Just the fact that, because if you look at Grand Theft Auto's history, mm-hmm. you know, it's not too many standout women characters. So Very that true. would be a nice change up. That would be something cool that they can do. Um, what else? Um, would you like to see more that like the uh, like they did with five with the multiple main characters or just like focus on one? Uh, I know this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but I wasn't really a fan of that. I, you know, honestly, I because there's some that. people missions that. I didn't care to do. Like as everyone says, you know, they say Trevor's their favorite, and honestly, I just hated his missions. Like, you know, what's really funny did. is I spent the least amount of time doing anything related with him. Um, yeah, I only did stuff if it was related to the story. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just kind of hated looking at him. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm gonna be honest. Like he was n- not my oh, favorite man. character at, at all. And then that whole weird situation he had with the the mafia ladies, oh the yeah, mafia yeah, dude's yeah. wife or whatever. That, yeah, man, it's just weird. I've never really been a super big fan of games that do multiple main characters because I don't feel like you can really. 
you know, I like I just you know I spent more time with uh, Michael and uh, what's the guy's name? Frank and Frank, Franklin. yeah. Yeah, Franklin, man. Like I didn't really play too much with uh, Trevor. Um, Actually, it could have been them two. The dynamics yeah. of uh, Michael and Franklin were good enough for me. Like it was yeah. pretty. Like if they would have dug deeper into those two stories, and then hell, honestly, hell, Lamar should have been like the third person. I'm just not a Trevor fan, man. I, That's I fair. Yeah, him. I wasn't really a big fan of his. Lamar either, was like, he was hilarious. Or if it, if it was uh, Franklin and Lamar whole story that would have been hilarious that would have been a great story uh, yeah. lamar was funny yeah and Whoever that's not to take away from the overall experience like i still think grand theft auto is grand theft auto 5 might be it, it might be in my top three as far as the grand theft autos go uh maybe uh, we we could probably do a whole episode discussion on grand theft auto and stuff in general but... yeah because i'm gonna throw another uh, <laughs> i'm gonna throw another hot take out there because san andreas wasn't my favorite one no no not mine everyone too. swears that's like the vice city i think classic, vice city though. was my like, uh it might have been vice city for me might be my number one grand theft auto it's between that and three, liberty city liberty city, yeah, liberty city is really good man both of them i just like the setting in on the east coast new york nothing yeah. against the west coast but that you know the east coast kind of the building it just fared a little better to me the west coast versions is too much open space like yeah in grand theft auto 5 one of my biggest complaints is when you, even when you play online no one's out in the country no one goes there's, out there's there. a bunch of nothing to do out there man like it's a lot of open space it's nothing yeah. it's just nothing to do out there like whenever you jump online everybody's going to be crowded in the city like that's where everyone's going to be unless they're doing a cargo mission to where they have to run some shit up there but yeah so you know yeah, yeah man that's uh it's all interesting stuff man like i said guys don't be expecting grand theft auto um, six anytime soon, but you know, hopefully they uh, take that online mode and basically turn it into RP. I think that's the best thing they could do. Yeah, um, RP. I'm telling you, and dig into your car culture, man. You got a yeah, lot of they have y'all a drop a new car thirsty. every week, <laughs> right? Give exactly. us some customizable stuff. Give us new rims. Give us new car colors. Give us new decals. Give us a drift car for freaking. I've been asking. I, I cuss. <laughs> look, I cuss out Rockstar every day about adding drift mechanics oh, to these freaking cars that's supposed to be drift cars. Y'all make these cars, but then they drive like shit. Come on, Rockstar. You, you're sitting on a gold mine. Come on. I'm people, here. People want it, man. Give the people what they want, Rockstar. Like I know you man. in chat. I see you. Come on. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Right. Oh, man. Um,. This is yeah, and let's let's see what else we have here. Ah yes, one of our last stories of the day, man. Um, we finally got the announcement from Gamescom, uh, twenty twenty. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Gamescom is, it is basically kind of think of it like a German E three, as I like to describe it. Um, but more consumer friendly. Um, it's a lot larger. Um, usually like a couple hundred thousand people go to Gamescom every year very very large august uh show you you have game reveals you have all kind of you know new stuff etc going on well unfortunately the german government has banned all gatherings uh through the all public gatherings through the end of august which gamescom was supposed to take place at the end of august i believe it was august 25th i think it was supposed to start this year um but in accordance to that unfortunately you know with the developing the ever-evolving COVID 19 situation 
Gamescom has decided to go to a all-digital format. Um, once again, not surprised at all by this. I'm honestly surprised it took them this long to make the decision. Um, and I, you know, it's just things like this, man. You know, I I believe they should have have been called it off. Um, just with everything going on and how serious the situation seems to be developing in the world. Um, but you know, we're still getting something from Gamescom, which is good. Um, hopefully we'll get some new announcements. Um, there have been plenty of rumors from Warner Brothers Games. Um, hopefully, you know, they show something there. Um, yeah, just another another event falls prey to the to the COVID nineteen crisis, man. Um, but you know, once again, and you guys always I need you guys to take care of yourselves, man. Be safe out there. Um, the world is a very scary place right now, um, and we're all kind of going crazy from cabin fever. But you know, um, are you surprised at all by this, DC? Man, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I keep <laughs> I keep telling people, man, look at it like this, man. It's gonna be a year, man. We we twenty twenty is done, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Now we can be optimistic and just we we can be optimistic and hope that you know everything returns to normal at a decent time. One would hope, man. One would hope. Um. Oh, DC, you there? Uh oh. Think we think we lost him for a second there. Uh oh, DC. Hello. I think his mic uh might have gotten disconnected. Real time podcasting, guys. Real time, you guys get to see the behind the curtains, uh, all the mistakes and things we like to make before we edit them out. <laughs> this is why you guys should tune into the live show because you get all this kind of fun stuff, man. Uh, but yeah, not surprised, man. Um. I really hope we see it bounce back. I mean, just take and press the button and my mic went out. Hello. Yeah, there you go, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my bad. Nah, you're all good, bro. You're good. I was like, my my cord, I'm looking and my cord's just dangling. I'm like, oops. Right. Yeah. Uh, No, I have not played Kyle Mobile, man. Um, I've been playing a lot of Warzone, though. You know what? I'm going to try that today, and I'm going to let you guys know what I think next week. Hmm. Because he's not the only one. You know, a couple of my friends been telling me like they play it to, you know, we got a lot of time to pass. So I'm going to try it, man. And yeah, what I was saying about the whole situation about the GameCon. About GameCon, yeah. GameCon. We, we, it's almost to the point where I'm not even disappointed anymore. I'm just expecting things to get canceled at this point, to be honest. Long story short, man, we, we know what time it is. I don't even think people are getting disappointed anymore. It's just like, but one thing I need people, it is one thing I'm going to blow the lid off of it real quick. (laughs) Right. What I need y'all to stop doing. And I, I, me personally, I just don't think it's a good look because people in various streams are doing donations toward them going to these things. And I'm like, what are you going to do when it's canceled? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you, you know, I've, I've I've seen a couple of um questionable because you can't give that Twitch money back, like you know what I'm in saying? General. Yeah, man. And, you know, I I'll just say this in the nicest way possible as I can, guys. Uh, just um, remember oh, yeah, that people back. have families to take care of. 
um, and just make sure you're taking care of your family in the best way possible by not taking advantage of others. You know? um, there you go. See, that's why Darius is here. That's the best way I can possibly say that. Um, cause I know a lot of I people might've like gotten it. some money over the last few days, a, a particular stimulus or something here in the United mm. States. If you guys are listening overseas, um, don't go, you know, don't go blowing all your money all at once. Um, but if you guys are actually in the market for a new system, um, I did have this report for a limited, the limited edition uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Xbox One X is supposed to release in June, I believe. Um, this one uh, was actually a little bit of a surprise for me. Um, Cyberpunk have been doing, I think, or CD Projekt Red, rather, has been doing a really good job job marketing the game, even though it has been delayed. Uh, I don't know if you saw that graphics card, nice. Uh, yes, I did. The one that I think the NVIDIA Cyberpunk one, where it's like, I believe oh, yes, a I couple did. of thousand dollars now on the internet. Oh my god. Um, I can only dream. But um, this one actually looks kind of cool, man. You know, I've never really been big into the special edition consoles because usually by the time they release them, I already have a console. The regular. Yeah. <laughs> so I never really get the chance or the, the want or have the want to buy them. Um, have you ever been into like the limited edition like consoles and controllers ever been your thing man? honestly there was one that i was dying to get my hands on actually it was two and they were both halo really there, it was the it was the xbox one x that gray it was the gray and like that light one was blue. actually pretty slick yeah that one was pretty slick. that one and then the um the old 360 one where it was like the green it looked like the the master chief's armor it was like yeah. that green. Oh man, yeah. That hey, one's Halo super makes cool, some very yeah. good um, console, like those theme type consoles. I wonder what they're gonna do with the box, like the new Xbox Series. I don't X. know. You know, man. I've always like. You could have like a R two D two type thing. Like, I bet you there's gonna know. be a lot of custom things you can do with it. Cause it, <laughs> you remember, I know you remember back in the day, or if anybody in chat or who's listening remember. Having an Xbox 360 where the, you could change the front plate on it, like the front plate would just pop off, yeah. and there was a lot of places that would sell them. Um, you know, I think that's about as far as I went. Uh, you know, like customizing something. I would customize a console though. Um, I'm not against it, which is probably why I'm kind of like I'm hoping the PlayStation Five or whatever they call the PlayStation. Well, they already call it PlayStation Five, but hope it's white. Like the controller, because uh, it'd be different. You know, everything is always black. Right? I really want it. Yeah, that's what I was saying uh, last pod. I was like, everything, uh, most consoles come out, they're black. Mm -hmm. And I would love for PlayStation 5 to flip it on them. Like, I like that, the i8 look, as they call it. Like, with the, <laughs> the PlayStation The white I with the little blue line going Heck through. Yeah, like, bro, that looks cool yeah. to me, man. Like, Hell a lot yeah. of people were complaining. And I'm like, you know, I respect anything that steps outside of the box. Yeah. I, I do too, man. Like I, like I said, maybe. We'll see. I might get a custom Series X. Well, I don't know. But for those of you interested Ooh, in that Cyberpunk uh, limited edition Xbox One X, it comes out in June. Um, so you can pre-order right now. Uh, don't spend your money if you don't have to. The Cyberpunk but hype is real. Yes, indeed. September 17th. Can't wait, man. Um, but yeah, man. I think that's a good place to stop, man. Um, this has probably been one of my favorite episodes. I know I say that every week. 
Um, but you know, like I said, I just want to take a second because it's episode ten. Yeah, man, this was this was important. It's like an uh, X. We can make it an X. I know not every right. We throw up the X like from WWE, but uh, <laughs> I just want to take a second, thank everybody, man, for all the support you guys have been showing, man. Even in these uh, uncertain times, um, we appreciate you guys showing up to the to the live taping of the podcast, man. Those of you listening every week, tuning in. Um, um, you know the ones who've emailed us. Thank yeah. you again, man. You guys are awesome, man. Keep doing that stuff, man. Keep hey, shout out. out to my guy. Shout out to my guy, Weenie, bro. Shout out to Weenie. Shout out to Mr. Hartman in the chat, man. Thank you, Mr. guys. Mr. Hartman always, in the man. chat, man. Coming through, man, with the feedback. Man. Appreciate it, man. We, you guys are. We awesome. love you, freaking guys, man. Hell yeah, man. Um, but you know, like I said, man, if you guys ever want to uh, get in contact with us, man, reach out to us at uh, superweaponpod@yahoo.com. Uh, tell us what you think about the PlayStation 5 and the price that you think it could be at. Would you buy a PlayStation 5 if it was 500 or more? Just let us know, man. Um, Can you finance it? Uh, they have said none of that yet, so we don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if you can. I think that it. depends on where you buy it from. Yeah. There's a lot of places. Like I know Best Buy for sure. You probably could. Yeah, a lot of places. places are, yeah. A lot of places are doing that now. You can I've finance. Noticed, you like, can finance anything. You can finance pretty much anything yeah. nowadays. You can probably so. finance a mop on the internet game. Somewhere, fin- you know? I, with that being said, game responsible. Okay. Don't be going to buy no game if you got fifty dollars in your pocket, and no bread on your. Be shelves. responsible. Take care of your family, guys. Don't just blow all the money you get from the government. Um, please. Take Don't care of neglect. <laughs> your duties yes okay? please don't we love games but don't neglect your daily duties all right <laughs> exactly all right guys that's gonna be in episode 10 man you can find me your boy darius at darius the artist on twitch.tv slash darius the artist there's artist on instagram and darius on twitch on twitter man dc where can the good people find you my dude one ldc on all of your social platforms. Every last one. I'm just going to keep it. Every last one. Well, not Facebook, but Instagram and Twitter, 1LDC, and I'll be over there talking smack to Rockstar. I mean, I'm typing Rockstar as we speak. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. I'm going to get hired there. Yeah. um, (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Um, All right, guys. We're going to move over to a regular stream. We're going to move over to playing Call of Duty Warzone, man. Thank you guys for hanging out. If you were here just for the podcast, I appreciate you guys. Uh, if you want to hang around a little bit after, we'll be here. Um, I'm going to get yeah, up and play, take a break, man. No, no, ain't no leaving. Come play some Warzone with us. Yeah.